Okay, today's tonight's year, Parsha Sav and Purim, Tavshin Ayin Dalad. Let's get into the first couple of thoughts will be related to the Parsha, and then with the last couple of thoughts, Bez Hashem will be related to Purim, Habalayin Latova. So we start off, though, with the Parsha. As we know, we started off Sefer Vayikra last week, and now we get into more of the details. The Ramban's comment we've discussed in the past, Parsha's Vayikra is more spoken to Am Yisrael, while Parsha's Tzav is spoken to the Kohanim, specifically what they have to do in the Beis HaMikdash. One of the mitzvahs, you have in source number one, is the mitzvah of Eish al HaMizbeach. The fire on the Mizbeach always has to be there. As we read the Psukim, this is Perak Vav, Pasakeh through Vav. Ve'eish al Mizbeach tukad bo lo Eish shall be on the fire, shall never be put out. A mitzvah saseh, a mitzvah slo saseh. And the Kohen must put out, put the fire each morning. And he will set upon it the carbon ola. And he will sacrifice upon it the fats of the shlamim. And again the Torah repeats. Just those are start off with a, a drush from the Chassam Sofer. Source number one. Bechal adam Yisrael, mahahiv tamid nitzotz mino esha lokus. In every Jew, inside of each one of us, is a glow, is a spark of the fire of godliness. She'enu nichvel olam that is never extinguished. What we call it, the pintaliyid, it's always in each one. Manigador, akoin anovi olamochiach. All of our leaders, our teachers, our parents, whatever position of Influence that we find ourselves in, it's our job to ignite, to light up that spark, to bring it out. Every morning, we have to do what we can to try to inspire, to try to enlighten. In both areas, areas, to inspire our children, our students, our friends, our neighbors, between man and God, Sha'al Kach, and that's Marumaz in the carbon Ola, which is all burned on the Mizbeach, goes straight up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shehu Kulo Kalilo Gavoa, V'gam B'yachas L'Kiyam HaMitzvah Shebenadam L'Chaveiro, and so too in the other area of Halacha, the Benadam L'Chaveiro, the interpersonal mitzvos, Sha'al Kach Marami's carbon Shlamim, and that's what's alluded to by the Shlamim, which is named Shlamim from the word Shalom, Kodesh Baruch Hu gets a piece of it, the Kohen gets a piece of it, and Am Yisrael gets a piece of it. So now we read the Pasuk. Eish alam ezbeach, the Eish inside of every Jew, lo tichbeh, do not extinguish. Ubi'er alei Kohen, the Kohen, the leaders. The Rav says at the end of Hilchah Shemitah v'yovel, all leaders, all Torah leaders are Kohenim. They have to light it, baboker baboker, in what areas? Va'arach alei ha'ola, v'hikter alei ha'chal v'yashlamim. The Ola and the Shlamim both have to be ignited, the Benadam Lamakom and the Benadam Lachavero. In both those areas, one must, uh, one must inspire to, uh, to be able to, to, light, to, to light it up. Okay. Now we continue. Let's go straight forward. We'll go back to the beginning of the Parsha. Perak Vav, Pasik, Beis. Perak Vav, Pasik, Beis. Beginning of the Parsha. Vayitab Roshem Oshelimar. Tzav es Aharon ve'espanav le'mar, zos taras ha'ola, hi ha'ola al-mokta al-mezbeach ha'layla boker ve'eisha mezbeach tukadbo. Rashi says, first Rashi in the parsha, Tzav es Aharon, command Aharon. Why command Aharon? Hashem says to Moshe, tell Aharon, 
What's the emphasis? Command Aharon. It's a very strong Lashon. Why not? Daber al Aharon. Daber. No. Savis Aharon. So Chazal pick up on that. Rashi tells us, Ein Tzav Ela Ela Lashon Ziruz. Miyad Uladoros. First line of Rashi. Tzav. Command is always used when there's an extra encouragement that is needed. Miyad Uladoros. For now and forever. So Tzav. Tzav is Aharon. You gotta do it. You gotta gotta encourage him, be strong with him. Line one. Ambrevi Shimon, Biyoser, Tsarech Hakasiv Lazares, Bimakam Shayeshbochi Saran Kis. And there's an even greater Zeruz, encouragement, chizuk is needed in a place where there's chisaron kis. Chisaron kis where there's a, a lack of a financial benefit. The carbon ola is all burned on the zbeach. Man doesn't get anything. The kohanim get the skin. That's about it. Everything else is burned. So you have to have, really encourage them to do this avoda. Okay, that's the pashup shot of the, of the psukim. We haven't looked at Rav Zevin in a couple of weeks, so now we look at Rav Zevin again, starting off with a drush, and then we'll get to some to some halacha. Tzavis Aaron says, Rav Zevin, after quoting the Chazal, he says, Benoeg Sheba Olam, She Davar Haba Bepit Omiyut. It's the way of the world that items, things in life that come suddenly, Shalob Baofan Haragil, that we are not used to, Yotse Dofen, they are unusual, they are exceptional, Mitrashmim Umit. We're much more mushpa and influenced by events that occur once in a while or hardly ever versus events that happen all the time. Right? We just get used to things. Even though if you think about it in a certain sense, what happens all the time is even more extraordinary and more amazing. For example, on a roemashemesh we see the sunrise every day. We see the sunset. We see the seasons. We see nature. But it does nothing to us. It makes us feel good if it's a nice day, and it makes us feel wet if it's a if it's a rainy day. But we don't. We just we're used to it. This is this is this is nature. Velo misrashmim, and we're not affected by it. because it's so rote. It's so day in day out. Doesn't affect us, even though, as he says, but the fact that God set up such a system that works without fail every morning. One time splits the sea. Unbelievable. That's one moment. But Kodesh Baruch Hu makes water flow downstream forever and ever. Kodesh Baruch Hu makes the sun and the moon and the stars and the solar system and. That's even more amazing. Every second of, of, of history. But we're just not affected by it because we're used to it. Says Rav Zevin, that's the first part. L'fichach, even before we get to the Pasuk. That's why the Pasuk says that I command you today by Talmud Torah, as we know. Every day it has to be in our eyes like new. Adam Chayav Leroses Torah. Every day it has to be as if today it was given. Today I'm excited about it. Not only in Torah, but in life as well. I have to realize, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives me the kochos, the brachos we say every morning of, of waking up, the brachos we say by, about uh, seeing, the brachos we say about uh, 
being able to dress ourselves, putting our feet on the floor, right? Everything. We have to be excited. Ki'ilu nitzna hayom. As if it's the first day, says Rav Zevin. Amachadish v'chol yom to'en ma'asei b'reishas. That's what we have to feel. That's the deeper idea. First line in Rashi. What does Rashi say? Ein sav elawashen ziruz. Sav. To awaken. Encouragement is needed by things miyad doris. Things that happen once and then happen forever and they happen for generations. Things that are go happen all the time. That's what is uh, where zeros is is uh, is required even more. Number one part of Rashi. But then you have the second part of Rashi. What's Rab Shimon? And you need it more by chisar and kiss. So again, we know the pashup shop by a carbon ola. But another idea. Rab Shimon Mosif line sixteen. When a person has everything, it's not so, so unusual. If we follow God and we do mitzvos, when we have, we're in good moods and we have everything and we feel satisfied, so then we serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Aval HaKasav Omer, the Pasuk says, the end of Navi, I'll test you with this, if I won't open up the windows of heaven and give you a bracha, which is usually understood as a rhetorical question, but says Reb Zevin, maybe you can understand it as a statement. This is how I'm going to test you. This is how we're tested if we serve HaKadosh Baruch when things get tough. When things aren't going perfectly well, when we don't have everything, when our pockets aren't full, even through the the, the difficulties, we serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu to the best of our abilities. As Chazal say, a number of the Bali Musar mentioned this idea. Line twenty-two: If somebody lends a poor person at the time of his difficulty. The Pasuk says, I'm going to listen to him. Whose difficulty? Somebody lends money during the time of his difficulty. So it's not just the Ani's difficulty, it's the lender's difficulty. If somebody is Malveh, he still does mitzvahs, he still gives of himself, at the time of his difficulty, says that's the test. That's the test. And he goes to Gemara and Brachos, that Amisro go above and beyond. Even if they don't, even if it's difficult for them. And he says, let's read it. The Malachim, if you remember that Gemara in Brachas Tafchaf, the angels ask God, why do you go above and beyond for the Jewish people? Why do you show favoritism to them? So Kodesh Baruch Hu says, well, they show favoritism to me. Why? I told them they only have to bench if they're satiated. And they bench, they eat a little bit. They bench on a Kazayas or Kabetza. Says Rav Zevin, this isn't only about benching. They don't only, oh, they bench if they have a little thing. They acknowledge me, even if they only have a little bit. Not only when they have everything, when we don't have everything, right? And that's why, right when we left Mitzrayim, we started having Lechem Oni, Hashem, which we'll talk about in a couple of weeks. So maybe that's another additional interpretation of the second line of Rashi. 
The second line of Rashi, Biyoser Tzarech HaKasav Lazarez, B'macham Sheishbo Chisar and Kis. When there's a Chisar and Kis, when our pockets are empty, figuratively and literally, that's when Kaddish Baruch Hu says we need extra zeros to serve Kaddish Baruch Hu in those circumstances. So we have the Pshuto Shalmikra of the Rashi, the context of the, of the, uh, the fire and of the carbon ola. But Rav Zevin gives us another insight into both lines. Number one, items that are miyadoladoros, that are forever, that are always. We need to be, make sure that we're excited about, make sure that we focus on, even though it's harder. And number two, kiss in situations when we feel well, we're not in control, when it's beyond, we have to serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu in those situations as well. Okay. Now let's get to some halach. Pasuk tells us, as we know, a number of mitzvot related to the Kohanim. Let's go to Perak Vav. Pasuk Yud Beis. Let's go to Shani. The Torah tells us there are special karbonos that are brought by the Kohanim. We know in last week's Parsha, Parsha's Vayikra, we spoke all about the general karbonos. Five prakim, five karbonos. We spoke about the Ola and the Mincha and the Shlamim and the Chatas and the Asha. Right? All five. And the different types of karbanos chatos. That was the largest discussion of the karbanos. But now in this week's parsha, we have a repeat of some. We have the shlamim repeated to get to the carbon toda, as we'll get to. But we also have specific karbanos mincha. That's what's described by Shani. Vaydaber Hashem Moshelimar pasuk yud gimel ze karban Aaron ubanav ashe yakivu Hashem. This is the carbon of Aaron and his sons when they bring it biyom himashachoso. On the day that he is anointed and appointed to start his service. Asiris o'efa soles mincha tamid. Asiris o'efa, a tenth of an efa, a flower, broad tamid. Machatzisa baboker, umachatzisa ba'aref. Half in the morning, half in the evening. This basic is the source for two different karbanos. Two different mitzvos. What's called the minchas chinuch. Famous Sefer, the Minchas Chinuch, on the, on the Sefer Chinuch, but there's a carbon called the Minchas Chinuch. That's where he got his, the name from. Every Kohen, the first day he does a vote in the base of Migdash, when he's a, a young man, first day, he brings a special carbon. He brings a Minchas Chinuch. What does he bring this carbon right here? He brings a Siris Oefa, Solus the Mincha Tamid. That's the Minchas Chinuch every Kohen brings on the day that he starts the service. Opening day for every Kohen, he brings a special carbon. But this Pasuk, according to Chazal, teaches me another halacha as well. And that is, every single day, the Kohen Gadol has to bring a carbon minchas chinuch. Same carbon, right? Tamid, machatisa baboka, machatisa ba'arev. Every day, right? Look what it is in the Pasuk Tezvav, it's explicit. V'hakohena mashiach taktav mibanav yaseusa. And as we know from later on, a carbon mincha by Kohanim is totally burnt. None of it is eaten like a mincha of Yisrael. So in this parsha we have embedded, number one, the carbon, the mincha schinach that every Kohen brings on the first day of his service. And every day, the Kohen got those carbon. There's one other halacha that I forgot to mention. I should have mentioned the second instead of third. When the Kohen Gadol becomes Kohen Gadol, he brings a special mincha schinach too. His opening day, he brings the special carbon. It's just that the Kohen Gadol has to keep bringing that every day of his service. This special carbon. Says the Rambam in source number three in Ochaz Kalei HaMikdash. Ein HaKohen. This is the Lacha. The Rambam quotes this from the Gemara in Masechah's Benachas. Source number three. 
Ein a kohen ove triva. Vachain. Kohen gadol ein a ove triva. A kohen never starts serving. Or a kohen gadol does not start serving. Ad sheyavi asiris ho'efa mishalo. Vaovda biyado. Until he brings it. He brings the siris ho'efa. And he, then he starts doing the avoda. Shenemar. Vizekar ban aron uvanava sheyek piva l'ashem. Yomim mishachazo. Ar parsha. Our parsha. We have to know this pasuk. Mehiri vanavesa megdash Mashiach comes tomorrow. When the kohenim all start, every kohen that's alive today has never done the avoda. So they're going to have to bring this carbon. This is going to be the most popular carbon on the first day because they can't bring any of our carbon eschatos that we all need to bring until they bring their minchas chinuch. That's going to be the most popular carbon the first day the base megdash is built. That's the trivia question, right? What's the the first day? Well, we'll have to work out the paraduma as well. But that's not a really a carbon, but. That's the Minchas Chinuch. So the Rambam says, every day a Kohen Hediot starts. Every day a Kohen Gadol starts, he has to bring this carbon. Vim Avad Kodim Sheyavi Asiris Ho'efa. If he does the Avoda before he brings it. V'chein Kohen Gadol Sheavad Begun Gadol Kodam. Avoda Asak Sheira. Okay, but the Avod, it doesn't ruin the Karbanos that are brought by him without bringing this. But it's a mitzvah. It should be done. But then the Gemara and the Rambam talk about the following case. What happens if you have a super-duper young man who, the day that he becomes the Kohen for the first day of his avoda, they already move him up and make him the Kohen Gadol. He goes straight from nothing to Kohen Gadol. How many karbonas does he have to bring that day? He skipped. He was promoted. He just got to the company. He became the CEO on the first day. Right? How many karbonas? We have Kohanim sitting here in the audience. How many karbanas? Right? If you have to bring, says the Rambam, Kohen shelo avaradayin miyamav, a Kohen that has never done the avoda before. Sheminu oso Kohen gadol. They appointed the Kohen gadol. Harizemevi asiris ho'efa. He brings a karban. Vaovda biyado tchila kishar chinuch kol Kohen hediot, and he does the avoda like every other. Every other Kohen. And then he brings a second carbon that is brought for the being the Kohen Gadol for the first day. Three carbonus. Why? He became a Kohen Hedio today. He became a Kohen Gadol today. And his daily carbon as being the Kohen Gadol. Umaisa Shlash and Shavehu, the same exact carbon three times. That's the Shita of the Rambam. Again, he was promoted. He skipped being a Kohen Hedyot. He went straight to being a Kohen Gadol. He still has to bring two Karbanas Kohen Hedyot, Kohen Gadol, and the daily Kohen Gadol sacrifice. The Kesef Mishnah on that Rambam quotes that not everybody agrees to this. The Yerushalmi, the Rambam is based on the Talmud Bavli. The Yerushalmi says that, no, only two karbanas. One, for the first time you're doing the avoda, Kohen Gadol. And second, for the daily Kohen Gadol sacrifice. That's in source number four. Shom Yerushalmi, bo bayom nikra betchila l'avoda, bo bayom nismarilias Kohen Gadol, maybe shtayim. Two karbanas. What's this machlokas about? What's the hashkafa? What's the message that we can learn from this Rambam? And the Kesavishta quotes that the Yerushalmi doesn't agree, so we have a machlokas here. The Kohen Gadol, a young man who has never been a Kohen Hedyot before, jumps to be the Kohen Gadol before he even right, uh, does anything, does any avodah as a Kohen Hedyot, 
two carbonates or three carbonates? In other words, does he have to bring a separate carbon for being a Kohen Hediot and being a Kohen Gadol? Or does he just bring one for being a Kohen Gadol? That's the question. Explains the Arsameach. We've seen the Arsameach in many Parsha Shiurim, but not always through the Arsameach. Many times through the Meshachachma. Same author, Meir Simcha Kohen and the Arsameach, Meir Simcha. The Gon from Dvinsk says the Arsameach. It's a beautiful machlokas here that we have to understand the relationship between a Kohen Hediot and a Kohen Gadol and what is a Kohen Gadol. And to put it succinctly, is a Kohen Gadol a super Kohen Hediot or is a Kohen Gadol something very different than any other Kohen in the nation? That's the question. How do we look at a Kohen Gadol versus all the other Kohanim? Right, what does the Torah say? Is that quantitatively or qualitatively? What type of jump took place? Says the Arsameach, after quoting this Machlokas, he says, first, even before he suggests what we just said he suggests, he even quotes another Machlokas in the Gemara. This is both in the Bavli. There's a Machlokas, what the Avnate, the belt of the Kohen Hediot, was it the same exact belt as the Kohen Gadol or not? We know there were four Begadim war by the Kohen Hediot and four by the Kohen Gadol. Four by the Kohen Hediot, he shared those with the Kohen Gadol. The Ketones, the shirt, Michnasayim, the pants, the Mitznefes, the hat, might have been a little different, and the Avnate, the belt. Those four war by every Kohen, including the Kohen Gadol. Was the Avnate the same exact Avnate, Kohen Gadol, Kohen Hediot, Machlokas in the Gemara. So what's that machlokas about? Explains the Arsameach. Now let's see his words. Venera Leah, line 5. Source 5, line 5. Detalui. This issue of how many carbonates you bring the first day. And the belt. Imnomar de Kohen Gadol, Avnei Shalovich, Shal Kohen Hediot, Shavim. Are they the same? Haray de Kohen Gadol, Havigam Kohen Hediot. If you say it's the same belt, then you're basically saying that the Kohen Gadol is just a super Kohen Hediot. A coin Hediot plus. Shedalit begad of Shavim. He has four exactly the same begadim. Rakshani tosiv begadim. There are the four extra ones. But it's a quantitative jump. Vilachain mevi kidamar begamara dilan. That's why, that's the Rambam Shita. That's what we say. What is the Rambam? What is, how many kabbalas do you bring? One. It's the first thing you're doing the Avoda. But a Kohen Gadol is really just a super Kohen Hediot. So you've got to bring one carbon for the first day you're a Kohen Hediot, and then you're also acting as the super Kohen Gadol today. So you've got to bring two. Kohen Hediot, Kohen Gadol, and the daily Kohen Gadol. That's the Rambam. A Kohen Gadol is not something qualitatively different. Aval im nomar, but if you say the avnate shell turning over, coin head yod shell butz, vishel coin other shell, coin other shell kelaya, but if you say there's a difference between the avnates, what does that reflect? Remember, every detail of every halacha reflects something about the institution, about the, about the essence of what we're talking about. Im kain, if you say they're different belts, that means the coin gadol is a different bria. Havi coin gadol. He's not a Kohen Hediot. That's why he only brings one. He becomes a Kohen. What does he become? A Kohen Gadol? Yeah, he's not a Kohen Hediot. He skipped that. He skipped that phrase. 
He was never a Kohen Hediot. He's automatically a Kohen Gadol. This is the Machlokas. And this is something that we, we, we go through all of our lives knowing there are millions of, will be, hundreds of thousands of Kohanim, and there's only one Kohen Gadol. How do we view that Kohen Gadol? Is he? There are many halachos that are different. A Kohen Gadol cannot go to his, his, his families, his parents, his parents' Levaya. Kohen Gadol can't go to. Can't go. A regular Kohanim? Kohen Hedyo? They have a mitzvah to go. They have a chiv to go. Right? So the differences between the Kohen Gadol can never, is always in the state of, uh, of Tara. Many halachas. It's makravonin. And yet other Kohanim do not have that halacha. What does that show us? How do you view that difference? Quantitative difference or qualitative difference? That's the, that's the, um, uh, what's, uh, the, uh, how we would view the machlokes between the Rambam and the Yerushalmi and the uh, machlokes about the belt, the Okay, moving right along. Vav let's again try to view the hashkafa and see it in the halacha. Hashkafa in the halacha. Another detail of a halacha. Perech Vav, Pasach Chaf Aleph. Pasach tells us. Pasach Chaf, let's start with. Kol Asher Yigabiv Sara Yigdash. The carbon chatos has special kedusha. Special kedusha. Every carbon has special kedusha. If a carbon, a hot carbon, touches anything, then that kedusha, that status, is transferred. Many halachas of kashris are learned after these sukkim. If hot meat touches something, then that item becomes fleshic. And if hot meat touches cheese, then we have basar v'chalav. So anything that is touched by something hot, yikdash v'asher yizemidamalabegin, a special halacha. If blood sprinkles, chatos blood sprinkles on a beged, that has to be washed in a special place. Pasach chafalav, that's the one for us now. Uklicheres asher tevushal bo yishaver. Klicheres, earthenware kalim. That were cooked in, Tisha there must be broken. Must be broken. Klicheres. We know this halacha. We know this halacha. That means earthenware cannot be koshered. Right? If somebody trafes up a mug, it's garbage. Right? Nothing to do about it. Right? You can't kosher earthenware. Why? The Gemara says at the end of a Vodazara, it could absorb, but it's not pulled. It doesn't spit out. Good. This is Klicheres. Klicheres is Shatavusha Bo Yishaver. So the halacha is here. Every time that you use a klicheres in the base of Migdash, which they, which they used often, at the end of the day, the next morning, it becomes no sir. It becomes a leftover carbon. Leftover carbon has to be burned. It's trafe. You can't eat it. So you've got to break the kalim. It's not metal. Metal can be koshered. Right? Glass can be koshered. Right? According to generally what we assume, except for Pesach. Right? But, but uh, klicheres can't be koshered. You gotta break it. Parenthetically, it's an amazing archaeological fact that if you ever go, if anybody has a chance to go to Shiloh, they have there, generally they assume they know exactly where the Mishkan was. Where the Mishkan was. How did they know where the Mishkan was? A couple of riots. Just mention two. One of them, there's a one, in the, in the dimensions of the area, it's pretty clear, uh, where, where they, they, they assume it was. But besides that, there's a wine press and an olive press right next to each other, right outside. Those are never next to each other, the wine press and the olive press. They're always in different areas. Why would you have them right next to each other? Because you need wine and you need oil in the Mishnah. But what's related to us, it's fascinating. If you look in the entire mountain range around from that spot, in all the mountains surrounding, archaeologists have found broken shards of Klicheres in all the areas around. 
just over the mountains, on the other side of all of these mountains, nothing. Nothing found. The halacha is, you're allowed to eat karbonus b'chalaroe, as long as you see, you see the mishka. So they found klicheres there, because they ate it there, they ate the karbonus there, then they broke the kalim. Klicheres doesn't, doesn't rot, doesn't change. In all the areas are surrounding, they found broken pottery. Because that, that's b'chalaroe, on the other side of the mountain they found nothing. So this is the place. We can see it from. Anyway, back to Parsha's Tav. So this is the halacha. It has to be broken. Why? Because by the next morning, there's a non-kosher taste inside this vessel. Strafe, no, sir. Ask the Sholomayship of Yosef Shol Nathanson, one of the greats from a couple hundred years ago. We know there's a principle, again, a little halacha to get to the Ashkafa, then we'll get more Ashkafa afterwards. We know there's a principle that tastes are only problematic if they're what's called no saint time, if they give a shvach, if they give a positive taste. If there's a taste that is ruined, if there is a taste that doesn't give off a good taste, what's called no saint time lifgam, then it doesn't answer. The first question a rabbi will ask whenever they get a conscious question is, when was the last time you used it? Was it within the last 24 hours? That's the first question. Because we paskin, if it wasn't within 24 hours, it cannot answer. It cannot answer. Something that is less, because that's assumed any taste inside this utensil does not give off any good taste anymore. There are some Rishonim, quoted here in source number seven, that even the following morning, right away the following morning, overnight, Rabinu Tam, the great grandson of Rashi, you have to wait 24 hours. The following morning, it's already, you have one night, no sitam lafkam. As long as you can, the morning to the night, ask the Sholu Meshif. Ask the Sholu Meshif. So why do they have to break the Kalim every morning? Right? Every morning, it already had a, 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 a putrid taste. It was already no sitam lafkam in the morning. So why do you have to break them? It wasn't shreif yet. It was, I'm sorry, it wasn't considered shreif because right when it became no sir, it was a, it gave a negative taste transfer. It's like, we don't hold like that. We hold 24 hours. But our 24 hours is like the morning, according to Rabbeinu Tam. So ask the Sholu Meshiv, why, according to Rabbeinu Tam, would you have to break all of the kalim? Why is that the halacha? It's a negative, it's a no saint tam lifgam, it's a putrid taste. You shouldn't have to break it. Says the Sholu Meshiv, unbelievable. We know there were 10 nisim that occurred in the Beis HaMikdash. One of the nisim was... No, no meat ever went bad. No, there was never a taste that became putrid. There was no concept of no St. Tom of Gam in the base of Migdash. The only reason it became Shreve, and the reason it became Shreve was because it was no sir. Not because it tasted bad. Says the Sholomesha, the fifth parak in Avos, line seven. Asara nisim nasulav oseinu the base of Migdash. Ten nisim. Remember, a woman never miscarried because the, the meat never tasted bad or smelled bad. And even a shlamim, which we know could be eaten for day, night, day. We have this by the shlamim. We have this, as we know, by the, by the, the lechem apanim. Remember the Gemara? They used to hold up the Lechem upon him and show everybody that it was still fresh a week later. It wasn't in a Ziploc bag. Right? It was open to the elements on the Shulchan. It was open in the cold. And again, it was fresh. It was piping hot. 
When they took it off, every Shabbos they put it on. A week later on Shabbos they took it off. It was fresh. It was soft. Delicious. They showed everybody. That, that was a nace. There was, there's no concept of no Sitam Lafkam in the base of Mekdash. But when it comes to Bzar Kachim, that's not true. Okay. Moving right along. One other thought related to Tzav before we move on to Inyane Purim. Okay, start off with a thought that we mentioned before. We don't always have a Parsha Shir, Parsha Tzav. This is not the sixth, this is the sixth year of the Shirim, Baruch Hashem, but it's not the sixth year of Tzav because many times it's Tzav Hagado, so the Haggadah Shir takes the place. This year, this is the third year we have Parsha Tzav, three out of six. But uh, we mentioned a number of years ago the thought of the Nitziv on Karben Toda. Got to talk about Karben Toda if you talk about Parsha Tzav. The Karben Toda, as we know, is spoken about in the context of the Shlamim, Perak Zion, Pasik, Yud Gimel. Karben Toda is brought, the Torah tells us, as we know, a carbon toda is brought for one of five occurrences. The uniqueness of a carbon toda, this is the Nitziv Sahara, is that it has the most to eat and the least time to eat it in. Carbon toda has to be brought with 40 loaves, 30 matzah, 10 chametz. 40 loaves! That's a lot of bread, slash matzah. And you have a very, very short time to eat it. A tarbatoda is a unique form of shlamim. Usually a shlamim, you bring a shlamim on a Tuesday, you have Tuesday, you have Tuesday night, you have all of Wednesday also. Tarbatoda, one night. That's it. That night. Right? It's a it's kashi kalim. But he's still very limited. He has the nitziv, why? You have so much to eat and so little time to eat it. Says the nitziv, that's the point. The point is, Toda is about publicizing what a Kaddish Baruch Hu did for me about thanking him, about spreading the, the uh, knowledge, spreading the recognition, the thanks, that Karas Atov. Says the Nitziv, if I have so much to eat and so little time to eat it, I will be forced to invite my friends, to invite my neighbors, to share with, every, share with everybody. They're going, oh, why'd you bring this? What happened? Tell me. They're going to ask about the event. They're going to ask about, you know, what, so what are you doing in the base of Megdash? And I will be able to retell my story, retell the salvation that Kaddish Baruch Hu brought me, wrought onto me, unto me, and in that way, he says the Nitziv, that's why there's so much to eat, and so little time to eat it. Line 7, this is just a paraphrase of the Nitziv, Yotzer, the small time to eat it, it and its bread, Yotzer behechrech, it forces you, to invite people to the Sudas Mitzvah, the nace, which is the excuse why you brought the carbon in the first place, will be will be publicized. Okay, that's the Nitziv. In the Osiris HaTorah, here he quotes a, a frightening story, but an amazing story, in terms of always recognizing what HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for us, and realizing, and this relates to what we discussed earlier from Rav Zevin as well, that there are so many nisim that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for us, we don't even know most of the things he does for us. We don't even know. Parenthetically, I just thought of, like, Rav Chaim Yivalajan once met a, a, uh, a leader of another religion. And he asked him, as many times, leaders of the other religions know Tanakh better than we do. So he said, he asked him, as a pasuk in Tehillim, we say it in Hallel, Haluas Hashem kol goyim shabchu kol ha'umim. All the nations are going to praise Hashem. Why? Ki gavar alehem aleinu chasto. Because Hashem... Hashem does greatness for us. So ask this 
this um, religious leader. Why are all the nations going to praise God when, they, when God's good to the Jews? It's simple. Because we don't know half the things you plan against us. And they're foiled behind the scenes before we find out about it. There are so many things. We know a few things, few salvations. But there's so many things that happen, right, in this country, to Jews in general. Baruch Hu protects us. So that's the message of the following story. The Shibali Haleket, one of the less known Rishonim, Rav Sikia Arofei, writes in the Hakdama to his Sefer why he wrote the Sefer. Here we go, line 19. Line 18. Amar HaKosef. I want to express carbon toda. Carbon toda means I express, right? We make a suda soda. It's a mitzvah to publicize. Hashem does something great for me. I want to publicize it. I'm not taking any credit. Hashem did this for me. What happened? I was sick in bed. I was deathly ill. I became desolate. Amarti, pokati, yesashnosai, I'm finished. Rabu alai machovim, I was in such pain. Acha, rachakum, many krovim, even my people stopped coming close to me. They were nervous. Kiayiti lamasala b'nei besi l'vnei b'avosai. Hamu me'ali, my insides were shaking. They were shaking. V'libi yachil b'kibi v'zachri urcha rechika v'chlila z'vidasi. Right, as the Gemara says, I'm going far away and I didn't pack too much with me. Those who were there, they were ready for the Yitzhiyas Neshama. They felt my body started getting cold. I was mamish there. And they told my wife, my children, says the Shibali Haleket, maybe you want to step out, maybe. And at that moment, says the Shibali Haleket, HaKadosh Baruch changed the direction. Not because of my schus. Schutavot, the schus of my forebearers. But let me tell you what I saw at that moment. Umare Raisi, next page. Be'enai, Adam Kazamelefanai. And there are many stories like this, but this is the Shibali Haleket. He had a vision. Vener Daluk Biado. There was a man holding a candle. Ukeheref Ayin, Hischilachabos, and the candle started to be extinguished. And then it, it became lit again. And I said, What is that? What, what is that? The ner is your neshama. Basically, our, our life. Really? There's a kitzvah. But because of whatever schutz you have, you got it back. And the candle's lit. And that's what I showed you. And you should know the, the scales were there, but it was tilted. It was tilted in the right direction. And this was story happened three days before Shavuos, and he told me on next Tuesday, you're going to get out of your bed. And I became a birya chadasha. Shibali Alekhet writes that. When I got better, he says, I need to do something for God. If he did something for me, I need to do something for God. And that's why I wrote my commentary, Shibali Alekhet. We have it on the Siddur, also on the, uh, on the Chumash. That's what he writes. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu, did something for him. And this was his carbon toda. 
His safer was his karbatoda. We mentioned in the past the Pnei Yoshua's uh, reason. Why we have the why do we have the Pnei Yoshua? Because the Pnei Yoshua 300 years ago was lying under a burning log when his house was lit on fire. And Rahman al-Islam, some of his family members didn't make it. And he made a nether to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that if he gets out alive, he'll dedicate the rest of his life to answering Tosas' kashas on Rashi. And that's why we have a Pnei Yoshua, because the very next second he was pulled out of the rubble. He did something for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. These are extreme cases. But on a less extreme case, HaKadosh Baruch Hu does something for us. Explains the Sefer Charedim, line 21, or the commentaries on the Yerushalmi. The mitzvah asay shall he gati ayom Hashem alokecha. The pasuk by Bikurim. The pasuk where we have to declare, "Thank you, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, for Eretz Yisrael and for the Bikurim." That's a mitzvah asay whenever Hakadosh Baruch Hu does anything for us, gives us any goodness. Nobody's life is perfect. We don't have everything. But how do we look at our life? How do we look at the glass? Everybody has their peko and their tsaris, physical difficulties. Other issues. Everybody has it behind closed doors. But everybody has something too that we can be thankful for. And to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for and do what we can. And in that way to be and that's what Carbon Toad is all about. It's about spreading the word how good HaKadosh Baruch Hu is and how much He does for us in all different ways. Okay. Moving on to Purim. Moving on to Purim. Source number 10. Bottom of the page. Three thoughts about Purim to finish off tonight's year, to continue tonight's year. Two of them are from the same person, from Shlomo Mivilna, one of the greats from the 1800s, one of the final um, editors of the Vilna Shas. The Cheshek Shlomo is found in the back of many Gemaras. Cheshek Shlomo is another safer also written by Shlomo Kluger, but there's a different. The Cheshek Shlomo in the back of the Gemara is Rib Shlomo Mivilna, the beginning of the 1800s, born in the 1820s. Simple question. Ha'ara. The Cheshach Shlomo points out. This is, again, you always, well, we have the Haggadah Shur. You need stuff to say at the, at the Seder. We also need stuff to say at the Purim Suda. Right? Purim Suda is also a different Torah. So this is a great one-liner, two-liner, that one can have. Back pocket of our Torah. If you need this time of year, Parsha Zachar. You're allowed to say it Parsha Zachar also. But um, says the Cheshach Shlomo. It says the word Purim five times in the Megillah. It's a fact. Count them up. Says it five times. Bottom right of source number ten. V'yishrem is v'smakadol. Dine tevas Purim nimseis heipamim b'megillah. And he quotes on what they are. Alkein karu liyam ha'ela Purim. They're all at the end of the Megillah. Purim. V'yimei ha Purim ha'ela lo yavre bitocha yehudim. L'kayim asigeres ha Purim. L'kayim asimei ha Purim ha'ela. Umamar esther kiyem divri ha Purim. Pur is earlier. The word pur. Haban was hikil pur. But Purim is five times in the Megillah. Step one. Step two. The first two Purims are spelled Male. Pevav. Rashid Mem. The last three Purims are spelled Chaser. Pe Resh Yud Mem. Vze Omer Darshani. Now, whenever we have something like this, we have to ask why. Right? Hakol Kol Yaakov. One is spelled with a Vav, one is spelled without a Vav. The Vilna Gaon helped us out there and pointed out why one is Mali, one is Chaser. Says the Cheshach Shlomo, why are two Mali and three Chaser? Says the Rib Shlomo Mivilna, the first mission in Megillah tells us that there are five days that one is able to read the Megillah. Bizman Hazer, we only do two days. The 14th and the 15th of Adar. 
But Bizman HaMishnah, five days. If somebody lived in an outlining community and they didn't have a Balkore there, but the day before Purim they were going to be at the market in the big city, they could have somebody read the Megillah for them, even though it's before Purim. It's the 11th, it's the 12th, it's the 13th of Adar. So there were three earlier days that could read the Megillah. Five days to read the Megillah, five mentions of Purim in the Megillah. Only two of those days are really Purim. Only two of those days are fully Purim. Only two of those days have all the mitzvah sayom. If you read it on the 11th, 12th, or 13th, it's chaser. You only have Mikra Megillah and Matanas Lavionim. You don't have the Suda. We don't have Mishloach Manos. We don't have Kriya The first two are Maweh. And the last three are Chaser. Let's read it. You can't go through the Megillah anymore seeing the word Purim and not thinking about this. The Yesh Lomar, the Balarames, the Hei Yemei Purim Yesh, Le'inyan Kriya Megillah. There are five mentions of Purim. Because to allude to us the five days, you can read it. V'nir Eliyot, in the time of the Purim, Kadma, V'tinyonik, Siv Purim, Malivav. V'tzlasa, Basra, in the last three, Siv Purim, Chasarvav. Why? Mishum, de Yud, Dalet, V'tesvav, Heim Purim, L'chol Davar. They're important for every, for all intents and purposes. L'in Yikriyas HaMegillah, L'mishteh, V'simcha, Mishloach, Manos, for everything. L'hachik, Siv Malay. That's why it says it, Malay. We're almost there. Right, tonight's the ninth. Right, we're almost there. Aval, Gimel, well, it's supposed to be a Wednesday night cheer, so it really would have already been the, the Yud Aleph. Aval, it's, a, it's a, just like, it's a Muktam for Tainas Esther, so it's a Muktam here too. Aval, Gimel, Purim, Basroi, Debola, Rames, Alak, Farim, Shemakdim, Liamak, but the three later Purims, which are Marames, to the other three days, that's Chaser. Why? Because you only have the Megillah, it's not really Purim. Missing all the other mitzvahs. Aval, Simcha, Enon, Oheges, Ela, Bismana, Ksivi chaser lahoros de inon yemei purim lachol davar rak lekriyas hamegillah bilvad. Thought number one, something very special. Moving right along, I might have mentioned this in another context. I was trying to look it up, but either way, it's been a couple of years, and if we have mentioned it, we'll mention it again. A thought from Ruven Margolius. Ruven Margolius again, a hara by a hara of just reading the megillah. Which if anybody, if anybody wants to prepare for Purim, besides all of the Svarim and getting ready for Purim and all the, all the busyness, just to read through the Megillah. The, the, the Kriyas HaMegillah experience will be different if I just read through the Megillah before Purim. This year's great. It's mostly Shabbos. Shabbos afternoon. It's not Hachana. You're allowed to read the Megillah. Maybe not of the clock, but take out the Megillah and the Chumash. Just read through the Megillah. The, the experience will be different. Rebbe Magolius points out that various times in the Megillah we have Shushan mentioned many times, but sometimes it is said as Shushan, and sometimes it's called Shushan Habira. Is there a pattern? If you look through all the Megillah, it keeps switching Shushan, Shushan Habira, the capital city. Okay, that's why we translate usually translate Bira. Rebuva Magalius catalogs and goes through each one of them and says, no, there's a specific meaning to Shushan and there's a specific meaning to Shushan Habira. Let's read it. Hamisponein b'megillah, yasimel slibolakach, shahahis yachasos l'shushan eina achida, 
Shushan is not one place. Pa'amim rabos hi mugderes kashushan abira. Sometimes it's Shushan Abira. Ba'ochep sukam achim eni ala Shushan stam. Other times it's just Shushan. Remember, Esther made it in. We could be medayik in every word of Esther. Esther made it into Tanakh. It was the last one in. Just got in. Esther begged. Kavuni Lodoros. Right? But it got in, the Gemara says in Megillah. So we have to darshan. The Gemara in Megillah darshans more psukim. The Gemara darshans more psukim from Megillah's Esther than any other sefer in Tanakh. Our first parak in Megillah, almost every Pasik. So why sometimes Shushan, sometimes Shushan Habira? And there's even one Pasik that has both. Right, the Pasik we see in the Tun of Eicha. The Ratzim went out. And the law was given in Shushan Habira. Without Bira, And it was sad. So the same Pasik. It says the law was given in Shushan Habira, and they sat down to drink. And the city of Shushan was Navocha, was in mourning. So how do we put this all together? Says Rebuven Margalis. There are different places. Shushan and Shushan Habira are different places. Shushan, let's say it outside first, and then we'll see his words inside. Shushan was the city where everybody lived. Shushan Habira was the capital, we might call it the president's estate. It's where the king lived and the proletariat and the upper class. The upper classmen, the ones that were close with the king, that was Shushan Habira. That was the, the grounds of royalty, the palace and all the environs of the palace. That was Shushan Habira. And Shushan is outside that. Shushan is the whole city outside that. And if you look at it in those terms, everything fits in perfectly. All the psukim. And he says, I'm not going to read this, and he says, if you look in the archaeology, it's a beautiful svarim written about the archaeology of Purim and what they found. He quotes in, in um, line 28, he quotes some of the archaeology. Just when people were like trying, starting to doubt the story of Purim, non-Jewish archaeologists, it's exactly what's described. And in the Chafiros, line 35, it's clear he says, it was separated from the rest of the city, the area where the palace was. The beer is the palace. That's why it's called Shushan Habira. There was a huge wall surrounding. There was even a moat that's described. In the Gemara, Shehivto be Machozavir the Ben Sharaiir Makom Moshav Hamon Haam. Shushan Abira is where the edicts came out from, the decrees came out from, and everybody else was sitting. It was in the city. Muvan Me'elav. So that's why we understand. Go back to the previous. He's going to go through a lot of psukim, but go back to the previous pasuk. What do we have all the way up on top in the same pasuk, line three. The Ratzim Yatsu Tchufim Etvar Melech. The law was given. 
the Shushan Abira. That's where the law was made. And they sat down to eat and drink, and the city of Shushan, Navocha, was in mourning. Vayir Shushan Navocha. Shushan Abira made the decree. Back now to where we're up to. Line 42. Mufan me elav sherov ayudim asher b'shushan is goru b'shushan ayir. Vach ma'atim and ayudim. A few of them lived in Shushan Abira. Let's go through some of the psukim now. He goes through. Hafla v'fela. Ukshibas ha'melech ha'chashverosh al-kisei malchuso. When Achashverosh went to sit on the throne. Asher b'shushan ha'bira. Right? That's where his throne was. That was the asa. What Chazal say, the Medjivit says, that was Shlomo's throne. What was he doing in Shushan? Why Shushan? They say because the throne was there and they couldn't move it. So he said, okay, I'll make my palace here. I'll build it around the throne. He made a, a party for all of, the, all of his princes. He made a party for all of that class. They all came to Shushan Abira. Shushan Abira, that's where all this, the action was. That's when the party was. Turning over. Ish Yehudi. Haya b'Shushan Habira. There was one Jew that lived in Shushan. Shushan Habira. And his name was Mordechai. Why? How does the Pesukim describe? Asher Hagla Yerushalayim. I'm Agola Asher Hagla Im Yechanya Melch Yehuda. He was from royal blood. That's why he got to live in the Irabira. He got to live there. Biyosobi Nitzivi HaMelech Nitan Lo Harishayom L'Shevis B'Machoz Habira. He was there. Shadam Malachim Zaram Ba'arkav. He had royal blood in his veins. Lo chafetz lechroa. And now we even understand he wasn't going to be Kari Mishtacha to anybody. Not to the king. Not to Haman. Nobody. And that's why. Ksav Dat Zed Nitabashushan Abira Patshegan. And he goes through. Va'ir Shushan Navocha. Am Yisrael Sheyashu B'Shushan Ayir. They all live there. And then continue. What did Esther say? Kenosis kol ha-Yehudim animsim b'shushan. In Shushan, because that's where all the Jews were. And what does the Gemara say? Megillah Tesvav. Avar Mordechai, Derek, Urkabah Demaya. Mordechai went through the water to tell them. What water? Because it was a moat. What's the Gemara talking about? Shushan Abira. And then at the end, Ha'ir Shushan. Right? Not Bira. Just go through every single Pasuk and it works out perfectly. Again, to appreciate every word in the Megillah. Okay, one more thought. Getting back to our Cheshek Shlomo, but the Cheshek Shlomo is Shlomo Mivilna. In the back of the Gemara, there's another commentary called the Mara Kohen, which was written by his brother, Rabbi Salel Mivilna, the brother of Rabbi Shlomo Mivilna, but in this one, in the Mara Kohen, here he quotes his brother Rabbi Shlomo. So it's really the same person. Two thoughts from Shlomo Mivilna. The question he deals with is the question of the Ran and the Ramban and all the Rishonim. When you open up Mesechus Megillah, even without opening up Megillah, when we think about Purim, there's something different about Purim than every other holiday on the Jewish calendar. It's different depending on where you live. We don't have that anywhere. A second day of Yantif is only because originally it was a suffix which day it was, and we still do that, but Purim inherently, it's different for depending where you live. How do, why do, we, how do you have that? What kind of holiday is that? Jews are Jews. It's one religion. Mishpat Echad Yelachem, ask the Ran, the beginning of Megillah. 
Source 13. The Yeshkan Sheilai quotes this question from his great grand Rebbe the Ramban. Ma ro anshe knesses agadola lachlok mitzvazuli amim chalukim. Why they do this? Vilikvoa yom yuchad liprazim, vyom yuchad likrochim. Masha'enkim bishar mitzvah. There's no other mitzvah in the book. No other halad, no other mitzvah. That's different depending on where you live. Okay, there are mitzvahs at Tuliyos Ba'aretz. But that's for every Jew that will come here. That's, they don't have those the mitzvahs. It's zero there. It's not that they do this mitzvah outside. They do it on a Durabana level, but that's only Yizecher. There's no other mitzvah that's bona fide that you do differently, different times, different places. Sharitori Amra, Torah, So the Ran gives one answer, and the Cheshach Shlomo gives another answer. The Ran gives the answer. It's probably the most simple, straightforward answer. Later on, I didn't give it to you, but later on he quotes the Ramban who gives a different answer. Just feel free to, to look it up yourself. But the Ramban's answer is, well, the reason it's different days is because Purim is based on a historical event that occurred. And the historical event occurred differently, occurred on a different day in Shushan and the rest of the, the provinces, 127 provinces. And the holiday just mirrors the event that happened. Up until now, the Jewish people were all together. Every holiday that we have, we were all together. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, and Kabbalah Satorah, and the Adonai Kavan, the Chanukah, we were all together. Here, we were fighting for our lives, different places, and it occurred a day later. Says the Ron, that's why. Yesh Lomar, Shemibnei Shahayyuhudim Hayoshvim Ba'arei Prazos, Vayyuhudim Asher Bishushan, Lo Nachu Meyayvim, Biyom Echad. They didn't rest from their enemies the same day. Sher Yehudim Aprazim Nachu Barbasar. The Jews in the Prazim rested on the 14th. On the 15th. By the way, what do we celebrate? We don't celebrate when we won the war. We celebrate the day after we won the war, when we can rest. Sort of the Minchas Chain Ta'ara from Queens, Rabbi Olbaum, says that we celebrate, Jews never celebrate victory over an enemy. We celebrate the fact that we no longer have to fight. And now we can go back to our Vodas Hashem. So the day that we were no Chemei the rest of the world was Nach on the 14th. Shushan was Nach on the 15th. So it's based on the historical event. They made parties on that day and that continued. Okay, that's the, that's the rhyme. The Mara Kohen, right here, Rizalami Vilna quotes his brother, Rizalami Vilna with another pshat. Another answer, which again gives us an insight into, into Purim. We know there was a controversy at the beginning whether Purim could even be a holiday, and as we said before, whether Purim should be in Kisvi Kodesh. After all, we know there's no Shem Hashem. It's the only Sefer in Tanakh that does not have God's name in it. The only Sefer. Does it belong in Tanakh? Yes. Should it be a holiday? There's no miracle. Every other holiday we have has an open miracle associated with it. There's no open miracle on Purim. Should it be a holiday? And there was controversy. Maybe it's too late. Maybe we don't have the power to make new holidays. Says the Gemara, Megillah, Davzayin, we got it. Right? Kivuni, it's okay. Purim could be a holiday. But says Reb Shlomo Mivilna, even though it got to be a holiday, Chazal wanted to make sure that we realized this was not a biblical holiday. Realize this is not like Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot. It's amazing. Remember, this is before Hanukkah. This was the first one added on. So the Dafka made it different days so that nobody would get confused with this and the others. 
Mikol Makom line seven. Lo Ratsu Lasos Mitzvazu Kainshal Torah Mamish. She hate Torah Achasu Mishbech and Echol Kol Yisrael. They Dafka didn't. Vukivan and they have eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Ubekivan chelko mitzvah ubekivun and and specifically chelko mitzvah zulas manim chalukim they split it up laharos shehimi divrehem kain shemati mimenu that's what I heard from my brother or someone mivilna but they dafka did it this way what about Hanukkah one can say that once the first yontif derabanan was created so then mimela there's no danger it's it's the transition one that's dangerous. That's, that's what one has to be careful about. Once we have a, a model, once we have a prototype of, of a Durabanan holiday, okay, then we can have, then we can have Hanukkah. But, but Purim is the one that was the first, and that's why Badafka. It has different days, because Chazal wanted us to make sure we realize there are the Daraisa holidays, and there are the Durabanan holidays. So we should be, realize the, the five days of Megillah, the two Malay days that are coming up, and as the, uh, as I, the, the Shulchan Aruch says, HaPoshit Yadav Purim. Somebody stretches out their hand on Purim. It's the only day of the year you're not allowed to say no. Somebody asks for Sukkah. The only day, right? You, only, you don't have to give so Give a little bit. It's the only day of the year that we're not allowed to say no. Why? Because the Bali, the Mepharshim explained, because we don't want a Kodesh Baruch to say no to us. We stretch out our hands on Purim too. The day that a Kodesh Baruch did Nisan for Kha Yisrael. So embedded in that day is that Kodesh Baruch could do Nisan. For Klai Yisrael in the future. So we daven, right? These are the Chachi HaGeula that we are in now. We so badly need the Geula. So badly need HaKadosh Baruch to take us. Ke'ishachad v'leivachad. Right? We need the Achtus. We need it so badly. We daven Simshalam. And it's the way it's going to come. We need HaKadosh Baruch Hu's help. So we should be Zochet to the Geula Shleimah.